is the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it yo Hard time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Um well hi i haven't got a song this week but um i have a guest so that makes up for not having a song or rap so yes um with me is, well oh oh sorry <laughs> welcome to sym forget the whole you, you know intro, just forget yeah. forget the whole structure <laughs> welcome to sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what suck your mom. I am <laughs> Kalechi Okafor and I have Missy with me. Hi. Hi. Hello, Don't, hello. Why are you sounding like a gentle you know babe? What? Yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I think something in my head was like, who are you for? <laughs> who, <are you? laughs> who is this? <laughs> who is she? It's like, as soon as a mic gets put in front of me, I'm like, hi. Hi. Guys. Yeah, no. But if it's a camera, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm the Does same. Does that make sense? I'm the same. I think it just yeah. it just switches up a bit. Um, so you're probably wondering, like, um, who's Missy? Well, Missy and I have I, I call Missy my cousin because yeah. we've um, you know, we grew up together, mm. and you know, we, when your mums are just friends, and we just grew up together, and our lives just kind of ran parallel yeah. to each other, and it's been interesting to watch ourselves kind of grow and we both you know I invited Missy onto the show because we both use social media in a way to kind of express our views Mm -hmm. and I always find her videos entertaining and just really poignant at at times as well because it's just saying what how you feel and just saying it the way that you want to say it like it's not going to rock with everybody but the people that it's meant to resonate with it will will. and it does yep does what Um, it says on the tin exactly so um tell tell the people them a bit about yourself well um as she said my name is missy um Mm. which actually came do you know what the funny thing is i've never really said this but i'll say it today Mm. Um, it's been 30 years so I might as well expose myself <laughs> alright so everyone's like oh what a strange name my actual birth name which is weird I have two alright so you know when you have African background mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they give you the African name then they give you the English name so yeah. on paper on CVs it looks mm-hmm, good so mm-hmm. English name would be Valerie mm-hmm. but African name would be Bissy mm. I think there was some story about my dad not liking my godmother and her name was Valerie so mm-hmm. he called me Missy mm-hmm. and everyone was like that's not a proper name he was like yes it is it's nice it's cute my daughter's cute I'll give her Missy mm-hmm. and then to win my mom over he kind of took the M because my mum's name's Mercy. Mm. And he thought, thought, okay, let me take Bissy, which was my auntie's mm-hmm, name, mm-hmm. who sadly passed away when I was young. Mm. And then he said, I'll take the B off and put the M, so it's Missy. Mm. So I thought, M-I-S-S-I or M-I-S-I looks a bit weird. So mm. let me just make it easy. Missy, M-I-S-S-Y. And it's just stuck. So I will be at, I don't know, like I'll go for a job interview or go to the doctors and they'll be like, Miss Valerie Beckley. And I'm sat there just like i don't know who that is and then i'll be like oh no 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 no, that's me and they're like are you sure are and you I'm sure like, yeah and then this because is you the were story. proper looking around trying exactly. to find val yeah it's bad <laughs> but um when i do people tell people with value they're like no you don't look like that stick to missy so when people missy. ask me i'm just like it's missy, missy. Yeah. yeah so um, i just valerie's a bit ex- yes. not so not to boy it like so there's probably I think listeners it's who old are called, yeah, yeah it's just it's, it's it's a gentle girl name yeah it's a gentle girl really no yeah contrary to how I introduced myself <laughs> or tried to say hi, that that was fake. 
fake. I was no. pretending. <laughs> um, it's the Xanax. No, I'm joking. But, um, basically, I don't know. All right. So what do I do? Okay. So I'm a mother, first and foremost. I think mm. that's so cheesy when people say that, but I say it now. Mm. I'm a mom. Um, also, I'm training to be a support worker because mm-hmm. contrary to my badness, I have a very caring side. I like mm-hmm. to help people. Um, and that means I'll be working with women, survivors of domestic violence nice. and um, children as well. In the meantime, doing that, I've done all sorts. I've, I've done housekeeping, which was an accidental job. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I'm working for a company that runs with transport. I won't say which one because <laughs> gross misconduct is real. But true. <laughs> I've almost felt the raft of that before, so I yeah. have to be very careful. But other than that, yeah, so that's what I do. So a lot of girls and guys before have been like, do you actually have a job? Because like, you you're always on social nice media. You're always on social media. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you, you do know I sleep. And if I didn't, how would I... You know. They're just really weird for that, yeah. like not thinking that someone like I'm not online 24 hours a day. So obviously there are things that I do to yeah. accrue income. Yeah. But no, it's, it's great that you're doing that, yeah. especially because um, I've talked about domestic violence mm. um, a few times on the show. Yeah. So it's great that women are out there training to be able to support other exactly. women. Yeah. But why do you feel like you say mother first? Um, I think that's something that's come with age. I turned 30 this year, February. But, but, and um, it was scary. But you know, what? now that I'm there, it's not that deep. No, it's really not I that deep. I still feel the same. Right. I don't know if that's the um, Agbaya in me translation, <laughs> the big fool in me. But um, I don't know. I just don't feel like, I feel like I'm moving with time, but staying the same. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's the judge that I'm doing, the juju, the black magic. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, I won't talk about that too much. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like now I'm sort of, I think where I became a mum at 19, there was almost a sort of like shame element to mm-hmm. it. I think mm-hmm. now that I've gotten older, I've embraced it. I've, I'm well-traveled, I'm educated. I do what I want, pay my bills. I'm very independent so Mm -hmm. i guess me being a mum makes me feel more empowered so now when people ask me what you do Mm. the first thing i tend to say is first and foremost i'm a mum before Mm. i say what i actually do whereas before it would be oh i work at selfridges or i'm studying at the london college of fashion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i kind of almost felt a bit i don't know not embarrassed but i kind of felt like oh people sort of see being a mum as that's not a job yeah that's just what you are but really it's actually a full-time job regardless of what you're doing but this is the thing what do you feel about the term when people say full-time mum like Mm. oh this person doesn't work doesn't like doesn't have employment Mm. like in terms of the official sense or traditional sense but they are at home raising children and they people say to them that they're a full-time mum but let's Mm. say like someone who goes out to work as well as Mm. has a child they're apparently not a full-time mum i mean how are they not i mean i've never been in the position to say i'm only a full-time mum because i've always either been studying and working as well as being a mum because as I said I became a mum at 19 Mm. so um once I became a mum I just had her just after my A-levels were complete and Mm. then I think a few months later obviously I started university that September so Mm. she was about five six months old Mm. I never stopped I continuously climbed the ladder so I was working doing a part-time job Mm. as well as studying but I was still a mum so I've never really been in a position where I could say oh I was only at home so I feel like it almost wouldn't be fair for me to say I mean when people have said it and Mm. I kind of feel like how can you say that someone who also works isn't a full-time this mom? This is what gets because me vexed. You because are I don't, always a like, mom. They don't sign out. You yeah. know, like they don't go somewhere to a table and be like, oh, I'm so I'm checking out for yeah. today. I'm clocking out There's of no being a mum. Like you punch yeah, in, punch out. Exactly. Like you're, you're a mum all, the, all right. the time. There's people I know whose 
kids have passed away, mm. sadly, and they are still mums. If your yes. child ceases to be alive, you're still a mother. Right. So how am I not a full-time mum if I'm going to work and my child's still alive? Right. Doesn't make sense. I, I don't know where People they're going with that one. People are extremely wild. Yeah. Not even wild, they're wild. <laughs> um, so let's jump into bits then um, that we're going to be discussing today. And then we've got the extra content coming up for you later. Okay. So as usual, we'll start with the tarot. So um, with the Black Angel cards, I'm glad that um, you're all enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying the cards. This week I pulled... Um, I pulled the sower. So the sower looks really interesting, like very... All of them are very colourful, but just really abstract. So I don't know if you can see that. I like that outfit. Right? Mm. It's a bit fleeky. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting how fleeky's become a word. But um, (laughs) so I pulled the sower, like parable of the sower. And so what it said about the sower is this, where it's one, two, one, Ericsson. Um, It says, on the waking path, you are flourishing. On the sleeping path, you are disappearing. It says, the sower germinates and brings out what is hidden in us and around us. Your innovative and creative spirit brings out the best potential in people and places. In that sense, you are a creator by expanding our collective consciousness about everything around us. You live and breathe knowing that something new and exciting um, exciting is on the horizon. Your imagination is so vast and deep that even you are surprised at the scope of your visions. You bring forth ideas that can change the way the world works. The power of your ideas and creations can become part of the evolution of humankind when you pursue your creativity with sacredness. You affect large masses of people with the simplest shift. On the waking path, you flourish and achieve your highest potential. In flourishing, you feel a sense of worthiness. You have truly earned your place in the world on the sleeping path your creations are sometimes so soul consuming that people are afraid to join you in your work they stand back watch and wait to see just what you're trying to create your actions may give the appearance that you are only focused on your own idea of things in relationships you can seem controlling with your distinct idea of how things should go in actuality you would like to be known or recognized for what you can bring to the world yet you can be saddened with thoughts that no one really knows you your capabilities. You may hide your deeper self for fear of emotional injury. If you are hiding, then you feel you will not get hurt. You can be fearful of doing work that could impact the world that has yet to fully acknowledge the unique gift that you were born with. So in soul sleeping, your vitality is decreased and your divine creations become stale or lost. Go forward with your bold ideas. Conquer any doubt that your contributions are worthy. Show up and be seen. You are probably looking for the courage to come forth with your life creations and ideas you may need to be um, you may need to believe that your conceptions are not just mere fantasy but rather real discoveries for you to manifest be careful how you treat others allow them to express their creativity just as you so enjoy doing know that it takes patience for seeds to grow into blossoms whether they are ideas creations or relationships eventually all will know who you are so that's the sower hope that resonates with someone out there with me <laughs> I feel like who's been stalking me no no <laughs> I can really relate to some of that mm. it's really strange like wow that's that's powerful I've actually lost for words and that doesn't happen <laughs> very often that's actually really wild 
I think I'm the solo. So are, yeah, the, the Black Angel cards are incredible. Really like good. I recommend them for for men, for women. I recommend buying a deck and just pulling, um, you know, reading about all of the cards first and then yeah. daily just pulling a card and learning about it because I think it just shows different aspects of ourselves. Mm. But the SOA, like it's so true. So many people, so many of my friends mm. have male or female or non-binary, like they have gifts yeah. incredible gifts and they're out there hiding it. and I'm like mm. what the fuck are you, you doing do. like yeah. forget even in the monetary sense why aren't you doing what your soul was put here to do why aren't you giving it out to the world mm. and so I pulled um, some of the traditional you know the rider weight deck cards I pulled um, some of them to go with the sower like what is the advice for the sower at this stage in time okay and the three cards that I pulled, the first one that flipped out was the Six of Pentacles. So the Six of Pentacles, if you have a look, you can mm-hmm. have a look there. The Six of Pentacles, um, as we've pulled before, talks about, it's, it's, it's about charity. It's about giving. It's about whether you're the person that is being given to or the okay. person that um, is doing the giving. Right. Now, what I understand about that in, um, in relation to what we've just read about mm. the sower is that we were not blessed with these gifts to keep them to ourselves. Exactly. And you know, like song that we used to sing when we were younger, like this little light of mine, oh, yeah. I'm going to let it shine. shine. Why are you letting it shine where? Yeah. <laughs> like, where is it shining? Yeah, like, it's true. You have to bring it forth because you don't know what your gifts can mm-hmm. do to, to impact who, positively exactly. someone yeah, else's life yeah. like influence others this is well. it yeah, because true. i listen to uh, for me my healing is music i love music and sometimes Sweet. i just think to myself like like jacob banks i'm really feeling him at the moment okay and i listen to his songs and i just like so what if this person just went fuck it i'm not I'm a not singer gonna, yeah that's true yeah or the person that wrote the song whether it's him or someone else the songwriter was like fuck it i'm not a songwriter and then you've kept your gift away from the world and yet it's so necessary like i we need it so your gift isn't just there for you really i don't even think it's there for you at all yeah. it's 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 meant for you to for use you for the people yeah mm. but that's not that you should come and kill yourself <laughs> but just yeah. you know in moderation tap into it yeah, yeah. because otherwise it does become stale. And I remember that story in the Bible where everyone was given money or whatever, the um, servants were given money and um, one person just didn't use it and he got cussed out by the master or whatever. <laughs> and I feel like that's what it is. Like if you've got gifts, use your gifts. And so the next card that came out was um, the two of wands. And the two of wands, I've looked at it before. You can have a look there. The two of wands, we've looked at it before. We talked about it before, about literally the world is in the palm of your hands. Like you can go forth and prosper. But when I see it with this card and just with what was said about the sower, it's also about not procrastinating. A lot of us are looking at the world going by Mm. and then we're getting resentful because we're like, rah, everyone's doing all of these things and look at this person like twerking and da 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 da. And that's, I feel like that's how trolls are born, you know? They're looking at other people living their lives and they get vexed and they start writing bullshit comments under people's Mm. pages because they're not living their best life. And I feel like this is literally it. My guy... In the picture of the um in the rides awake deck, the man has two wands by his side and he's holding firmly onto one. And in his other hand, he's got the uh, oh. the world in his hand and he's looking out to sea. And I just feel like he's literally watching the world go by instead of going forward. Like you can chuck your eye and chuck your eye and chuck your eye, but at some point you're gonna have to step into the the, the exactly. chaos. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. being scared and holding back 
for what? Make sure your own worst enemy. This is it. Yeah. And then you'll now start projecting that shit onto On other, other people. people. And so mm. the very thing, the very gift that you had that you should have used for to better mm. the environment, you're not using and instead just toxifying the environment. That's true. And so the next card that came out was the Knight of Cups. And I like the Knight of Cups because it's it's about a message and it's about um, good things coming I mean all of these cards Really are about Good things coming to you Good things that you already have Taking notice of it And using it But the Knight of Cups Says to me that In relation to these Two other cards As well as the Sower card That When people praise you Or want to support you For the work that you're doing Let them Yeah Like let them Like I am so Stubborn And struggle to accept help And I struggle to accept compliments mm. Like I'm sure if any of you have ever like written a message to me, I'll usually send you, thank you so much. I appreciate it with lots of hearts because I literally do not know yeah. what more to say. And it took me so long to even get to the point where I'm saying thank you mm -hmm. because I, I'm the kind of person I would be like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And then try to talk down. Like I could say to you, wow, um, Missy, that top is, this whole outfit is just flamey. Mm. Oh, well, no, it's not real. It's not really anything. I just, it's, it's not, you know, like, because being yeah. scared of, and, and I think it's also this idea that we have to be fake humble all of the time. <sighs> That's something I can relate to. Like, for example, when you said um, about accepting help, mm. a lot of my, a lot, of, well, one thing that really bothers me, and I know other people, and it could either be relationships or friendships, but I found, especially relationship wise, mm. my biggest gripe is, and I'm now learning to try and adjust it, is that when I'm with someone, mm. when they actually are trying to help me mm. or are in a position to help me, I either won't ask or when they want to do it, mm. I refuse it. Mm -hmm. I'm more cut off my nose to spite, spite my, my face, face yeah. or struggle mm. and starve and die. Mm. Because, and someone once told me, maybe it's not that, maybe it's that you're not used to having the help. So when the help is there, you don't know how to tap into the resources. Yeah. So and I think it's, it's that idea of vulnerability exactly, as well. Because yeah. like us growing up, both of our mums mm. were raising us yeah. all by themselves yeah, and exactly. so we'd like yeah. i'll come to your house you come to my house yeah. like so we've grown up seeing these women doing things by themselves right. and so in at the back of our minds i feel right. like we've logged that as mm -hmm. that is the norm yeah. that is what mm -hmm. it's going to end up being at the end mm -hmm. of the day vulnerability yeah for me is scary yeah and i feel like even if i want to open up especially relationship wise I find myself like, nope, scurrying back into yeah. my show. And it's like, no. And my sister, actually, we had a discussion about this last week. And mm. she was like, you don't really ever come across vulnerable. You don't ever cry. You don't ever need help. Mm. Why? Like, so when other people around you try and you get like that, it makes it difficult. And mm. I said to her, well, just because I'm not coming across vulnerable doesn't mean that I don't have vulnerable moments. You just won't see it. I'm still human because mm -hmm. I'm usually the tough love person. Mm -hmm. Like a friend of mine will break up with a partner and everyone will be like, oh, darling, he's such a, oh, so my God. I'll be like, bitch, fix up. There's how many men in the world? Like you'll find someone mm -hmm. else. Because I don't, I've never, it's like that whole theory of not being able to give something you've never, never had. received, yeah. My mum was not the maternal lovey-dovey yeah. type. So now I'm a mum. I mm -hmm. found that some days I'm like, oh my God, have I? I hugged my child this week mm -hmm. so i will hug them because i'm trying to not be the carbon copy of what 
my mum's work. Not that my mum did a bad job. No. I applaud her. She did a they lot did for me. They did what they had to do. Yeah. But <gasps> oh, they, they come they from do. a time or generation where maybe that wasn't necessarily how their mother was with mm. them. And I know my mum's mum passed away when my mum was quite young, actually. Mm. So she didn't really have that mother-daughter thing. Mm. And I know me and my mum never... Once I got to a certain age, we clashed a lot and mm. my grades were good, all of that stuff. But obviously I became a mum young. It just caused so much tension. Mm. But the things that I didn't get from her, I now like strive to do with my kids because mm. I know how a lot of the time people will say as a woman not having your dad around can affect you mm. but sometimes having your mum around but not having your mum be a certain way mm. can leave you with a lot of detrimental sort of I don't want to say problems or issues but but it does it, it gives does. you a lot of baggage yeah. and I think that at the end um, also what it comes down to is that like I said, like they did what they could yeah. do. They did what they could do, and they they. I, I always reference Tony Mar- um, Tony Morrison's book Sula when she says something like, um, one of the characters says to her mother or her grandmother, she says to her, "Oh, you, did you ever love me?" And she was like, "What do you mean? Did I ever love you? I kept you alive, didn't I?" And for for them, that's probably yeah. what it was like. They they are Nigerian women in Britain trying to make something happen yeah. for themselves. Mm. They got here, however, they got here and they've really just been striving and yeah. it is what it is. But it's true. Like, and also I feel that we, and I, I don't know how it, this relates to you as a mother, but there is a certain Eurocentric ideal mm. of what a mother is. Yeah, and and I, I think that that's unfair mm. because in our cultures, we don't do them things yeah. there. So we've grown up watching white women on TV, loving up, loving up their children, mm-hmm. but not seasoning food. Mm. And so we thought, wow, <laughs> wow. That's so, and so I would look at my mum like, why you not hug me? Yeah, um, I, like I remember sp- sp- my, the first time my mother ever hugged me was when I came home for, from uni for the first time on holiday, you know, mm. for the holidays. Yeah. That was the first time, like I can remember yeah. at my big, big age yeah. of what? 18 exactly yeah yeah no you're right so it but it, at the same time that doesn't make it hurt any mm, less it's true you know yeah. it, and that's why i am such an advocate for um you know mental health for black women yeah and and counseling therapy yeah, like exactly. that's helped me so much and i and mm. esoteric help like in terms of um tarot cards and things like that mm. like tapping into the the messages and things that our ancestors and our spirit guides have to give us mm-hmm. because they don't want us really to repeat the same cycle that our mothers did of because course, a lot of yeah. this is karmic mm-hmm. we're just doing it over and over mm-hmm. and over again yeah. but um do you find that your that your manner of parenting mm-hmm. changed between your first daughter to your second daughter slightly yeah i think it um what I did, because they have a seven year gap. Mm-hmm. So I was 19 when I had my first, 26 when I had my second. Mm. Some people say, oh, you're still young. Okay, but seven years is a long time. Mm-hmm. I felt like when I had my second <clears throat> second daughter, it was almost as if I was on a refresher course mm-hmm. because so many things that I literally had to learn off my own back at mm-hmm. 19, I'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like, oh my God, okay, so I got to remember this. I got to remember. And then I always said, if I do this again, there's things that I will do better or yeah. differently. So I, I used to hear a lot of mums say, oh, your first child is your practice child. And I used to think, that's really mean. How can you say <laughs> But it's actually true. <laughs> oh my I'm god! Like, I like, am. I'm my mum's practice yeah, child. I'm definitely. I'm right? definitely. Am. Exactly because the things, the mistakes you made the first time, like when I had my first daughter, I think I went out with friends like in the summer and I forgot to pack extra nappies and wipes and she literally pooed all over herself oh. and I cried. 
I'm sitting in the back of my friend's car crying and there's like, remember, we're like 19. So mm-hmm. we're still young and there's boys and everyone and I'm just there crying. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a shit mom. How can I forget nappies? And mm. when really it was like sort of just baby brain syndrome. I'm mm. really young and then I've had a baby. I needed to give myself credit. But now, mm. 26, mm. I'd pack the whole thing mm. or at least make sure I've got money on me to go and get it. So mm. little things like that. So yeah, you definitely do do things not drastically different, mm-hmm. but there are things that you definitely note in the back of your mind and think you know what next time i'm gonna get this right yeah yeah definitely and i think where um i was younger and i was also studying a lot i Mm -hmm. didn't really have time to play with her a lot Mm -hmm. read to her things that i wanted that i never got with my mom Mm -hmm. so the second time around where i wasn't at uni i was a graduate i was just working Mm -hmm. whatever i always said you know even if i'm working late i'm gonna find time to read but this time I'll incorporate my older child too. Yes. So yes. we're doing it together. Yeah. So then there's no resentment. Like, yeah, oh, wow. Exactly. They're getting that. And I Essentially, get that. she's actually become the second mum to mm. my f- second daughter. That's mm. how it feels. Before my second daughter comes to me, she goes to her sister. Mm. And it's beautiful to see that bond yes. with them. And it's nice because things that I may miss she will see mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she will tell me things about her sister i'm like wow okay so mm-hmm. who's the mom here yeah, yeah. oh yeah mom she doesn't like those ones buy the red ones because last time when you bought those <laughs> she put them under the pillow and then mm-hmm. and i'm like oh really oh yeah i didn't want to tell you i didn't want her to get in trouble so mm. it's nice yeah mm. you know well, that's that's nice mm. that is and so that takes us to Share Your Magnificence. So Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to Claire Hope Ashite. She's a black British actress, mm. um, a baby girl. Really, really enjoy her work. Um, so during the miscarriage, some people may not have advised to have done this, but I, the things that was that was helping me through the first like week or two was watching Seven Seconds on Netflix. Oh, wow. That Seven Seconds, my God. Mm. I felt that in my chest yeah. for the entire <laughs> like no spoilers like if you have not watched seven seconds yeah. on netflix mm. you need to spice up your fucking life yeah. and up your viva mm-hmm. and go and watch seven seconds like i watched seven seconds and i read um, and i played words with friends mm. like i played words with friends like a maniac like <laughs> just different challenges anything to just keep my mind somewhere where i was doing something yeah. so i wasn't just like mm. uh, wallowing in in mm. despair but yeah claire hope actually I found her character really KJ Harper I found her so fucking frustrating Yeah, she annoyed the fuck out of me the amount of times I threw almost threw my kitten at the TV (laughs) because I was like you know you just want to tell someone get it together get it together stop wallowing in self pity what is this (sighs) Yeah. Everyday dream. I almost stopped watching it. I, same. From I, when, the first, yeah. When she kept fucking up, I said, nah, like, I'm not going to watch yeah. a black woman just no. be useless on TV. But I, that yeah. was the character. I actually she- ripped off my lace wig. <laughs> no, I was really angry. I think I had a week off work and I thought, oh, what's this? Oh, let me just. And I thought, and then it had been like four episodes. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is the shit I'm watching. Yes. It. And then I was getting so angry. And yes. I just thought it was when she was drunk. And I think her partner came to the house and was like, yeah. And she was just like, I don't want to. I don't want to do it anymore. And then the f- files everywhere, clothes everywhere. I yeah, thought, yes. you know what? And I, you, there's something to be said about the fact that scandal, um, how to get away with murder. Right. Seven seconds. Another All of these of black favorites. female yeah. protagonists, you've got issues with alcohol. And are you... <laughs> Maybe I haven't noticed the the, um, the pattern, alcohol yeah. dependency yeah. in other in white characters, mm. but I'm noticing it in the black female characters, yeah. and it bothers me. Like they are 
they're they're they hyperfunctional, a... but when they get home, they love a drink. Right. And to her, one is so bad that, that every time that partner would fish would be like, oh, um, remember to eat a chewing gum or something or get some mints. Yeah. Like, are you are you reeking that bad? What makes me um. I, I sometimes think, you know, like people say, oh, stereotypes, stereotypes. But I've always said stereotypes exist for a reason. To some degree, they must be a bit true. And mm. I think if this is some sort of um, hidden message or subliminal that black women might have a bit of an alcoholic or alcohol mm. problem, that's not something that I've ever really sort of thought about. I mean, no, it's not something that's out there like it, that. It isn't. But. And maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe there is something there. But at the same time, um, I think Misha Green or something. No, that's um, Underground. But mm. I want to. I I didn't check who the writers were yeah. for this Netflix series mm. because at the same time, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. They've got lots of white writers, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if they're just writing shit and they haven't checked if black women generally live yeah. like this. But maybe they're not <laughs> writing it to be like specifically yeah, black women. They're just yeah. writing characters because the coincidences are a bit. It's a bit mm. wild. I said wait, and I clocked it straight away. I said three of them that I like. Ooh, something else as well is the promiscuous. As well. oh, 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 yeah, that is something that doesn't usually, or maybe I'm being, I don't know, maybe I'm being not ignorant, but that's not really something that black women are really portrayed to kind of be like when they're in certain positions. But this yeah. is the thing we don't see them in, we don't mm. see enough characters, we don't see enough black female characters to even be able to start creating mm. a spectrum, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. But if the, the first few or the main few that are being thrown at us all have these things. And for me, like, you want to be promiscuous, get your life. Yeah. But it's it's just like, what are the other narratives do, do you have for us? Like, all of all three of them, mm. um, uh, Olivia Pope, right. Annalise, Annalise Keating, KJ yeah. Harper, they all have... Um, issues submitting to black uh, to white men yeah. to, and they're, they're all with white men chasing after white men and even that bothers me mm. so if you haven't watched seven seconds definitely go to what um go and watch it but i was just so proud of claire i don't know her but mm. i was just so proud that like a black um, british actress is playing alongside regina king regina king smacked up the tip like yeah. she was fucking incredible her, yeah. so she's another obviously share your magnificence like she played the role of that mm. mother losing a child yeah. so beautifully like even I got I frustrated her, with yeah. her because I was just even like, from Poetic Justice Day. Yes. I, I loved her. So she's yeah. been out here she in has. these streets yeah. for the longest time. Like she, mm. Regina King deserves all of the awards for yeah. seven seconds, and I'm really upset that Netflix won't be renewing it because there's so many places that the story could go, but they didn't. And I think that Netflix, I'm starting to notice a pattern. Like mm -hmm. they want black people to watch. They'll do one um, season or something, then cut it off. Underground, they cut it off after it two was seasons. Like, um, being Mary James. Yep. Yeah. What like why? Apparently that got cut for power or something. Yeah, but I don't know. I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed being Mary Jane. I, I mean, I like didn't that. know how it was going to work mm. with her being in New York, but I actually preferred it when she yeah. moved to New York. Yeah. And again, she's another one that drinking. needs to get her shit together yeah. and the drinking. And the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, mm. like the promiscuous natures of um, natures of all of them. I don't know. Like it's not even a case of like shaming. I just want to understand mm. more yeah. what's going on. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that. So you mad. So you mad this week. <laughs> Michaela Cole was on a Virgin Atlantic flight traveling somewhere and she writes the following um congratulations to virgin atlantic passengers once again a lady just confused me for a hostess and asked me to clean up her mess and increase the flight temperature mm. so michaela cole in obviously included a picture she's not wearing red she's wearing a black hoodie so in a black hoodie no no super casual looking super casual she's got a bald head 
Virgin Atlantic ho- air hostesses, they wear red yeah, um, skirt obvious. suits yeah. with their little neckties and their little caps. Are they predominantly black? Right. Do we even have that many Virgin Atlantic air hostesses that are black? Yeah. So my whole thing is like, <laughs> what is wrong with white people and always seeing black people and automatically assuming the that they're, yeah. Yeah. That we're, we're just, we're, we're some kind of help. Yeah. I mean, not in their defense, but I feel like maybe they're just sort of stuck in their ways about things. But the thing is, if you're stuck somewhere... It's like stuck in the mud. Mm. How do people release you? By tapping you. I will tap your face continuously and then you'll be released from wherever you're stuck. I was um, watching, I mean, some days when I don't get to go into work early, I I watch the right stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, today I think someone basically rang in saying that, um, I think they said is the word being called um, a white pape or white pope racist is it racist Mm. or is it a derogative term and um someone said well how it's not like the n-word and then someone said oh yeah but black people call each other the n-word and it's okay but if a white person says it it's horrible i know this is an old boring argument Mm. but the white guy actually said well i don't see how white paper can be an offensive word because whether you're using the n-word in a good or bad way it was still given to black people in a negative way whereas white paper has never been given to white people by black people in a negative way it doesn't you know behind it doesn't stand how many years of oppression centuries about wow so i mean the girl tried to basically bring the argument of at the end of the day white people suffer from racism too no they don't they can fuck off so fuck off she was like it's not that deep basically like it's about time people start getting over it we're not you're not slaves anymore wow. we're not allowed to do that and and that's that was on yeah. air and I was just sat at the TV like am I the only one seeing this but this like, is the thing the I feel like in daytime TV is when the wildest things yeah. happen and because we're usually at work, work we don't see it. these right. things right. but that's where all of the madness has happened yeah. because the ones that stay at home are the still the ones that will call in and be like oh these foreigners are taking our jobs <laughs> and whatever but get out of your fucking house and then the go jobs work you don't then. want You're right, right. Yeah. they're taking our jobs taking our benefits which one bitch they can't take both the houses, so all of that, yeah. It, it mm. just really frustrated me. I went to brunch with my best friend um, a couple of weeks ago, and so she she'd already arrived, and I was um, getting. I, I got there, and I walked through the door at the same time as um, a group of white people. And so my friend's smiling at me because mm. she's seen me. Yeah, she's sitting quite a way away from the door. That's important. She's sitting quite a way away from the door. This white woman walks straight over to my friend. A past people, past people walk straight over to my friend and goes, um, could we have a table for um, five people, please? And so obviously I'm behind them because I'm walking towards her as well. And I said, what the fuck made you think that she was here, that she works here? She does not work here. Now, fair enough, the people that work in that restaurant don't wear uniform. Fair enough. But my girl, you passed quite a few people towards her. I mean, it's because she smiled at me. When when did a black person ever smile at you? (laughs) When have they ever smiled at you that you would think that is... If you don't move yourself, I was so rude to her because I just thought... I'm so tired of this bullshit. Yeah. Like, stop. Like, I went to a spa with my friends a few years ago and I walked into the changing room. I'm wearing a tracksuit. Walk into the changing room to go and get ready. A white woman turns to me and goes, get me more towels. Yeah. 
Um, so, but the staff of this hotel and this spa have uniform. You saw them on your way into here because I saw quite a few of them mm-hmm. when I was also on my way into here. So, how do you look at me and go get me more towels? Yeah. I just said, to her, I don't work here, ho. Like, what? What is this? Yeah, I do you know? Strangely, I've never experienced anything like that. Good, and I've never experienced racism from a white person. Do you know what's sad to say? Mm. I've experienced it more from black people and predominantly black men. You mean like anti-black colorism from black? Yeah. yeah, I've never experienced racism as in white on black. It I, as in overt ever. N- not even a backhand comment or even anything direct like "Oh, you black monkey." Nothing. Okay. And I'm actually quite glad I haven't because mm. I feel like the day it happens, if it does, mm. I might end up in a cell. Mm. I don't like it. Upsets me, and mm. I've I've witnessed other people around me mm. experience it directly, but I've never as in, as I said, my friend lives in Essex. Mm. And when she first moved around there, it was the stairs. It, mm. She would be like, Missy, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to live here anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like she will just go to shop, buy some milk, buy some bread. People are gawping. Oh, yeah. Look, look, look. Kids are pointing. Going. I'm like, don't they see black people on TV? This is not the Stone Ages. Like, but it's black people. They're usually copying in Essex anyway. Right. Like, so that's what all, they're, all of them get their fake swag. So, so I don't I'm understand. Just, oh, yeah. But I've heard now it's the reverse that black women are copying white women. But it's that's a simulation. It's a simulation you know, at the end of the day from. um never but it's, it's <laughs> but if if they are in essex it's simply a simulation like if you're in an environment and you're being told that this is the norm and this is what is the beauty ideal mm. then you're going to try and meet that beauty right. ideal so that's why mm. a lot of them would be doing whatever that they're doing there it's mm. very very different and for me always i feel like it's always important to remember that power dynamics are right. at play like right. um with i can't be racist to a white person because i don't have the the power to do it, I don't have the societal power to make, to inf- influence right. them or to impact right. them in that way. So even the white paper com- uh, comment that that person was crying about, it doesn't it doesn't bun you like that. So stop pretending. <laughs> yeah, I stop feel like pretending. it's a reach. Yeah. I really do. But um, where, being mistaken is so. Um, one of my um ladies that comes to the twerk class, she was saying to me the other day that um at her workplace, her boss recently hurt himself. He um, injured himself, and he has to be on crutches and so there's another lady who freelances there that comes in and out and she's in a quite senior position whenever she's freelancing there and my friend works there permanently and so there's the boss anyway um the lady happened to have popped by there was a party or an event she popped by came to the office and uh, my friend's boss is on crutches and she's looking at him this freelancer lady let's call her tilly tilly's looking at the boss and she's going Oh my God. Um, Oh, that's so awful that you're on crutches. How do you get... Because he's trying to... He's going on a long weekend. So he's trying to grab his bags as well as be on this crutch. Okay. Um, So he's grabbing his stuff now. And she goes, oh, that's awful. That's awful. Um, How are you going to manage with all of that stuff to get to the car and stuff? You need a slave or something. And so my friend, let's call her Tola, is right next to them there's so there's three of them now in this stairwell so Tola's next to her so the lady goes oh it's awful you've got to carry all of those things to the car it's so awful you need a slave or something and um, Tola help him with the bags oh um that's 
That's very uncomfortable. So I said, what, what? did she have anything? Did Tilly have anything in her in hands? Her hands, yeah. No. Tilly had nothing in her hands, so... but she turned to Tola to say, you grab his bag. But you, you made, made the fuss. So you you made the you fuss. Help? And why slave? You didn't say servant. You didn't say maid. You didn't say bodyguard. You didn't say helper. You didn't say anything. You went straight. My girl, you went straight to slave. Like you need a slave or something. Like you were very, very sure that you're not even trying to pay any motherfucker for mm. doing these services. Like you need to And it's the way that There was no breath It was like You need a slave or something Tola help him with the bags And so Instantly she's like "Uh, Nah Like nah That's all she said And um, she then texted her boss Afterwards Because she'd been thinking about it And she was just like I can't believe that Tilly said that And he was like what? Oh, so. And so she then had to like break it down to him via text message. Like, don't you think that this was offensive? Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, she's an offensive. She's generally an offensive lady. And she's like offensive to you, offensive to me, offensive to humankind. Really? No, it's you're now trying to all lives though, matter yeah, the thing. No, and that's not going to run. No, like, it's black lives. It, it's, yeah, right. Let's not do that. I, mm, like, she wasn't offensive to you. Yeah. She was offensive to me specifically, specifically. telling me to carry exactly. the bags. Yeah. It's like telling me not to take it personal, even though it was personal. It was personal. Yeah, so, yeah. And so, like, what made her think that it was okay? Like, if, if, if Tola wasn't black would she have turned to the next person next to her and gone boom you carry the bags what makes you feel so comfortable right but what makes you feel so comfortable to offer my two hands (laughs) (laughs) and it's that it's that thing it's that kind of just um expectant like thing of yeah you're a black person of course get on with it yeah you get on with it you you get on with it so Mm. i felt what michaela was saying because i was just like people People will be do the most random things and think that they can get away with it. But that's that's for so you mad. I was gonna talk about Nicole Arba, mm. the one that decided to make the um the women's edit version of um Childish Gambino's This Is America. Oh, but God. it's just bullshit, really, because at the end of the day, whenever white women say women, they usually mean white women. Mm. And this was the same in this yeah. case. You you copy this video again, taking things from black people, and you made your own version, like, oh, we're women. No, but you're you're just talking about white women because if you really knew what black women um, and um, non-black um, non-white women were going through you yeah, would not exactly and it's funny that what I clocked in her video I don't know if you've seen it but what I clocked in Nicole's video she's a Canadian useless comedian what I clocked in her video was that um all the people that had the trauma inflicted upon her in um, upon them in the background yeah. were all either black women or women of color. No, n- there weren't. It wasn't white women that were having the things inflicted upon them. Right. So I just thought that that's really the- interesting. We, we serve a purpose of having pain inflicted upon us to make your point while you're dancing there and mm-hmm. trying to whine off beat and pop your bum off beat. I need to see this now because I've obviously seen the original. Yeah, and I loved it at first. I know I'm. The, the weirdest thing is when things like that come out or videos come out, I always listen to what everyone's views are <laughs> and stuff. Like randomly when Cardi B's album came out, everyone mm. was like, oh yeah. And I still haven't up to this day listened to all of it. I mm. wait for the hype to die down. Mm. Then I take my moment. But somehow it came on YouTube when I was just looking for stuff. And mm. I thought, okay, let me watch it. And I sat down and I was like, I, like if I wasn't woke before I feel so uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and I was just like oh my god and then I started um I think I read online like the breakdown for what it meant and stuff mm. just to see if my idea matches, matched up and yeah. it did and I was like 
this is actually so it's so simple but so effective yeah and then now i'm hearing for someone to basically try and remix it she remixed just, it typical white woman style she remixed it she's mm, jumping about culture, going culture. Um, yeah and i just mm. thought that that's the main problem you don't go and take white men's things and remake those you always take black people's things why yeah. why because the cool factor because you don't have the cool factor by yourself and you're saying oh um this is about women this is about women it's not it's about white women yeah and you're using the rest of us as props to make your point so no so i wasn't feeling that at all and i still have to get my head around um donald glover's video because i see the point that he's trying to make and i think Mm. that he's done a like he's done a very very good job of what he's put out there Mm. but i just have an issue with the fact that we keep making things where violence is inflicted on black people on screen for the white gaze Mm. and so people white people are watching this and it feels like they're the intended audience because why would I, as a black person, be the intended yeah. audience when you're shooting up people yeah. who are like that's so that's yeah. so recent. Exactly. I don't know if I yeah. can I I can continue like we're assaulted all the time right. by, by ourselves each other and yeah. others exactly. So, yeah. I, but I I appreciate what mm. he has done. Like I think that it, it's a social commentary that's necessary. But I just think that if you use those kind of images and white people are the ones that are taking it on, mm-hmm. they already they are already desensitized to black pain. So you've just given them extra entertainment, right? So that's one of those things, but I I get it. And I think that he's done a, for me, I enjoy Atlanta. I love the series. I always say that on the show, like Mm. it's one of my favorite series. So I just got annoyed that let us have our things and let us have our discussions about our things. Don't you as a white woman jump in and be like, oh, now I'm going to speak over everyone. And then she tweeted something like, I was just trying to make a point that this is um, in America. We are all affected. It's not a case of color. And I thought, suck your mum, you dickhead. You dickhead. Because again, you want to all lives matter the thing. I mean, but you don't come marching. When black people are killed, you don't come out your yard right. to come and say anything. I sometimes wonder if um, roles were reversed, if they would be so laxed about it and Never. be so oh, no. Because if someone it let is. someone kill a puppy. Mm. Let someone kill a puppy and we will find girls like this out in the street, like, oh my God. No. Yeah, what is true. the world coming yeah. to? From when you could nah, nah it's yeah, useless. It's true. It's useless. As soon as it's Black Lives Matter, it becomes no all lives matter. All lives matter. Why, is, Why are you saying black lives yeah, no matter? No one has said no other lives matter. No. But let us have this. Yeah. This just let us have this thing. No, because we we're very aware that everyone else's lives matter. But from the right. way you man are moving, it's like our lives don't matter. Yeah, we and need that's to remind you that's that, that, yeah. that's it. We're just reminding you that black lives matter. Well, if that's the case, you should have written black lives matter too. Stop policing what we were going through it. Stop. It's not you. It, who that's went not what I said. And I, I, I will write and, what yeah. I want to write. And that's it. Why does that offend anyone? Because how there dare isn't you? a small print saying, yeah, black lives matter, but fuck all the other lives. <laughs> it says black lives matter. Simple. It doesn't say anything about no one else matters. Right. It says black lives matter. That's it. So they're extra. Yeah. So that's that for the So You Mad. I'm going to make sure that we have them. I said I wasn't going to talk about it and then we basically talked about <laughs> yeah. it. So I'm just so extra. Typical. Um, 
Yeah, so that's covered. And so, yeah, so suck your mum this week. Uh, straw of the week goes out to the press, just the press generally, the media. It goes out to all of them for their continuous racist uh, reporting of this royal wedding. The nonsense that they keep saying about Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. I'm not here for it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, um, the, the royal wedding brings hope to black women. Fuck you all. Yeah. Black women are just fine. Stop mentioning our fucking names. Like, yeah. leave us out of your dumb yeah. ass fucking narrative. Mm-hmm. We don't care. What do you mean? Oh, the wedding's going to bring black women hope. So what? No one was marrying us. That's what they're trying to perpetuate. Like, oh, you were unlovable, but you see one mm. of your own is getting married. One of my I mean, own. It's either they're doing that or they're trying to dance around the fact that she's Black by saying biracial I almost feel like they feel uncomfortable Mentioning the fact that she's biracial Some of them when I watch how they speak about it They will It's like they'll stumble and then (coughs) They'll mention that she's biracial But then sort of scurry past that and get back to what they were saying and I just don't under- to be honest I'm I'm not very patriotic patriotic anyway mm. so this whole royal wedding stuff has just been like just, nobody cares just, yeah nobody 32 cares. million on a wedding but Grenfell Tower Grenfell Tower big what, you t- this little pussy Clark Theresa May told us that we don't have a money tree so we don't have a money tree to rehouse and look after the the, the victims but of Grenfell but we have 32 million for, for, them, for these people okay. who don't work right. they don't work I don't care what you guys want to tell me about their international engagements and they have to go here and they go oh, fuck please. that what, yeah. pay me yeah. to go on international <laughs> engagements basically the royal family were the first travel bloggers as yeah. far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. like, they agree. go places and we're basically paying them to mm-hmm. go places yeah. like Kate Middleton sitting there with her legs open popping out children left right centre <laughs> what is she doing they're talking about oh Charities. Um, how will Meghan Markle impact black Britons first of all she's American so what yeah. What impact is she planning to have on me? And what impact did Kate Middleton have on white Britons? What has anyone done since Princess Diana? That's what I really want to know. Exactly. And and now I'm not even too sure, you know, like I watched Princess Diana as a little girl and I loved her. I just thought, I think Princess Diana is probably one of the very few white women that I've loved all of my life. Mm. And, um, but I wonder if in this day and age of social media, how I would have viewed her but I'm kind of glad that I still yeah. have those warm memories yeah. of yeah. her because mm-hmm. I feel like she did bits and she rebelled against the family yeah. and that's when they had to screw yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we know how that ended. Yeah. Um, but so all of this, oh, Meghan Markle black, Meghan Markle black, no. And again, I'm so fed up and people might want to come for me or argue with me on this point. I'm so fed up of biracial people being called black. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I can't tell you how to identify. Of mm-hmm. course I cannot. But my whole issue is that any because of this whole one drop rule which mm. is part of eugenics in itself as far as i'm concerned anyone has a drop of black blood they are basically black yeah. because we can't we can't taint the purity right. of whiteness that's right. it that's the so slave that's mentality it. right it, so yes, yeah. the, that's it so as far as everyone's concerned she's black she's black but she doesn't even fucking ident- she said herself i don't identify as, as black, black. I I am made by two people of different races. So I want to identify that. And I feel like more biracial people, um, people of mixed um, heritage and stuff should do that. Mm -hmm. Um, They should... Identify, like acknowledge yeah. that they they are just be put under the umbrella of black. Right, yeah, it's true. Yeah, because they, no one gets thrown into the white category. It's all like, oh, all of you. That's what all I of you understand. want. Everyone, everyone else. That's it. You guys, all of you, scurry together right. and make what. And 
how is there unity in that? I, I don't get it. Some forced fake unity. Yeah. I don't really understand, but no. whatever. So one of the co- uh, news coverages about her was Meghan Markle, um, the biracial woman who is the ans- um, who is the descendant of slaves will be marrying Prince Harry. And that was on Sky News. No way. Yep, that was on Sky News. They said it with all of their chest. And I just thought... And one person even said, oh, um, what's it? Her dad ancestors used to work as um, help at Windsor Castle. Everything to keep reminding you that she's lesser than. Now, her dad's white. So, okay, cool. But it's like they're reminding you that even on the white side, she hasn't got it right. Mm. So it's all coming back to this whole thing. And they've done their research. Really? Mm. But but they should do their research about the royal family. Like, why aren't we saying, oh, former slave owners marrying black person? Why aren't we doing those things? But no, it's to keep reminding us. When I saw that, that they proper said it, like um, descendant of slaves. Not that there's anything shameful in that aspect of it. But why is that what they're choosing to, yeah to put on there um to remind you that yeah that, it's a rags to riches story uh, um mm. you know exactly it's yeah. wild. <laughs> it's, it's wild. No, it's not wild yeah. it's wild because i just need you all collectively to just suck your mums profusely um because this has gone on too long and it's unfair like let the girl be what she wants to be she doesn't want you man to keep calling her black and she definitely doesn't want you guys making up stories and one of the first stories about her was oh um harry's marrying a woman that's almost straight out of compton yeah they're reaching you're proper and you will break your shoulder continue continue (laughs) see it's it's and I just think like imagine seeing that about yourself all of the She's time. Not even like that. So I'm so confused. I mean, if she was some girl like some Jamaican or Nigerian girl straight out of like Peckham or something, I understand. Then but I no, could be like yeah, no. She's so far from. What She's so trying. like and and oh, it feels to me like she's trying her best to be very white passing. So if and I so, was marrying him, what would they say? Oh, that no, that's what that wouldn't Bush happen. Girl takes on. <laughs> takes on yeah the, the, the arrived world. just yeah. from the jungle well welcome coming to england yeah no like really just yeah. arrived off a boat the, the press are really doing they're bits, really doing yeah. the most so all of you can suck your mums because you're very very useless and fuck you all yeah. so that is it for today's um <laughs> episode well this episode we're going to do a quick extended um f- uh bit we're going to ca- we're going to do um an extra card for the tarot um where missy's going to ask a question and we'll pull a card she'll pull a card and we'll discuss that and we're also going to talk about Kim Kardashian that little dickhead and um, her appetite suppressing lollipops right so (laughs) (laughs) Missy for the people who are leaving us here um, where can they find you yes please Um, all social media sites I'm joking just Twitter (laughs) Instagram and obviously Snapchat my fave Missy Brownskin all one word M-I-S-S-Y B-R-O-W-N-S-K-I-N I I will shut my eyes because I feel like I'll forget to spell you know I have to see it uh, behind my eyelids thank you thank you guys for listening and just you know feel feel the entertainment I'm still a baby girl 
what, 13? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, <laughs> Baby girl. girl. Even though I have two, but yeah. So yeah, Missy Brownskin, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter's oh, no, it's a bit dead for me right there. But yeah, mm. Snapchat and Instagram, it's popping. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Um, so that's gonna be where we end here. Um, patrons, if you want to join us on Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash for for extra footage. I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mom. <laughs> and I'll be catching you. Oh, you can find me on at Say Your Mind Pod and at Kalechi Nikoff. Yeah, yeah. Peace. It's the Benz Brunani woman. This baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are go sipping yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.